Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tennis Fanalyst podcast. This time it's going to be a little bit of a bite-sized preview episode with the first men's semi-final at the Australian Open getting underway tonight in uh, UK time. And that, of course, is world number one, Novak Djokovic against surprise package of the tournament, world number 114, Aslan Karatsev of Russia. Joining me as always, well, let's introduce myself first. I'm Marcus Ali and I'm going to be hosting this time around and uh, Michael joins me as the studio guest. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Um, still quite ecstatic from the match earlier, which we're going to talk about in tomorrow's episode, uh, that being the big Sitsipas win. But um, also really looking forward to um, tomorrow's match of Djokovic-Karatsev, because though I think... Um, you know, we might know what the conclusion could be. I do actually think it really has the potential to, to be a, a really good match. Quite often we forget to intro, introduce ourselves on the episodes that we host. Is that just being uh, subconsciously a bit unselfish or, um, yeah, the self-promo might need a bit of work? I always do. I I, I know that. I, re- I know I always forget to introduce myself, but I always introduce you. But hey-ho, you're the star of the show. <laughs> anyway, back to the tennis then. And it was an epic win against uh, Grigor Dimitrov for the Russian. Never in, um, well, in my lifetime it has happened, but I was two years old the last time um, a qualifier made a semi-final of a Grand Slam. And that's what Aslan Karatsev has, has managed to do. It really is really is incredible stuff. I think he, he showed some impressive form towards the back end of last year. He won two Challenger titles and they go on a bit of a run. So he looked like a player that you'd expect or was certainly on my radar to get into the top 100 and possibly push into the maybe 80s or 70s this year. But it was not someone that I was thinking we'd see in the last four of the first Grand Slam of the year. Um, he's beaten Diego Schwartzman, Felix Auger-Aliassime, and now Grigor Dimitrov, of course, the former ATP Tour Finals winner. So let's start off by talking about the underdog going into this semi-final. Karatsev, he's, he's six foot one. He's got a solid serve, but nothing that we haven't seen before. Not, not especially powerful, um, but his, his ground strokes are very solid. And against Dimitrov and Auger Aliassime, it has to be has to be said. I, I think he played the big points particularly well. Um, seeing a lot of winners coming clean off that forehand and backhand, particularly down the line. I saw one one set point against Dimitrov. Uh, he, um, he 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 won the set with a with a backhand winner. Uh, just off the return and created created an awesome angle. Just it was quite a good serve from Dimitrov, but he just created this awesome angle where he could whip it across court into the side of the net, and it sort of bounced in the service box and went out for a winner. So he's he's clearly a different sort of challenge that we've seen before, and that Djokovic would have been used to of playing. Obviously, playing familiar opponents in Milos Raonic and Alexander Zverev in, in the last couple of matches too the Serb. Um, so it's a little bit of an unknown quantity. Obviously, Djokovic going in as a huge, huge favourite with the pedigree he comes particularly at this tournament. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to ask you for a prediction straight off the bat, but what are your initial feelings about this match as a as a matchup between between the two players? Well, yeah, I think the, the thing that really strikes me the most about Aslan Karatsev, I watched a, a, a fair bit of his match against Dimitrov uh, and I've seen quite a lot of his highlights. Um, the thing that really strikes me is he, he's playing like someone who has never been in a Grand Slam before in the sense that 
he is just hitting the ball like there's no pressure on him whatsoever. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw his post-match interview uh, after he beat Dimitrov, but he, he's very, very cool about it. He, he, he doesn't really seem like he's carried away. It's very much just kind of like, yeah, I'm at a Grand Slam uh, and I'm just going to give it my best and see what happens. And I think, you know, that's the thing. Pretty much all the other players in the draw have all been in Grand Slams before. They know the pressure that comes with it, especially Dimitrov, you know, he's... Um, he, he would have been bidding to make his, I think, fourth Grand Slam semi-final, or no, sorry, third Grand Slam semi-final, uh, playing in his fourth or fifth Grand Slam quarter-final. So he knows how it feels to be there before. He knows all the pressure that comes with it. He certainly would have been feeling pressure in that match. Um, obviously, the injury didn't help him. Felix Auger-Aliassim is only 20 years old. He's played at this level quite a few times now and he knows that as a 20-year-old, there's a lot of pressure on him to sort of be making later rounds now these slams. You know, people expecting him to make his big slam move, which, um, you know, you could say he, his biggest to date was beating Shapovalov in the round before. But I think, that, yeah, the thing that stands out for me with Kratsev is he he's just seems like he's playing without a care in the world. And that is not a um, a criticism at all. That's a compliment. He's just um, he's he's not worrying at all. He's just hitting the ball. You know, the, 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 I can't put it. You know, it's a really simple way of putting it. But he is literally just seeing the ball come to him and hitting it. The first place he can see is hit it. You know, it doesn't look like whereas someone like a, a Stefano Sitsipas this morning. He's very clever and you can kind of tell that every... Uh, sorry, I meant um, Daniel Medvedev, but Sitsipas is good at this as well. You can tell that every shot they play, they're thinking sort of a couple of shots ahead. It's almost like a chess game where they're thinking exactly what they're going to do. Whereas with Karatsev, the impression I'm getting is he's just kind of taking every shot as it comes and just going for it. And I think it has the damage to really hurt Djokovic. Djokovic... Um, isn't playing his best tennis. We have seen him only get through one match in straight sets so far, which is quite um, poor for Djokovic, considering we're used to seeing him, especially the Australian, just cruise through matches. He got through his first round match in straight sets against Shardy. Uh, other than that, you know, he's gone to four sets three times and five sets once. Uh, played 20 sets on court. It's two more than... Uh, Karatsev. So, yeah, I, I think it's a really, really exciting match. I'm sure Djokovic will win. Um, he's never lost an Australian Open final, winning it, is it eight times. I think, yeah, he's bidding for his ninth Australian and his 18th Grand Slam, uh, which will take him in two of, of Nadal and Federer. Um, and obviously he won't be losing any ground on, on any of them this time round. Um, but yeah, never lost an Australian Open semi-final. Uh, Karatsev Obviously, being a qualifier, Djokovic has got 19 wins out of 19 in Grand Slams against qualifiers. He's never lost uh, to a Grand Slam qualifier. Uh, but I have got here uh, an interesting stat. He has lost to someone. I'll give you just a very quick bit of trivia, Marcus. Uh, he has lost to someone at the Australian Open uh, four years ago, ranked lower than Karatsev. He's not a qualifier, though. There's a clue. Um, someone who was of a higher ranking, but um, at this point was ranked uh, three places lower than Kratsev. Um, it doesn't fly into... Oh, no, 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 no. I think I'm wrong. No, it doesn't fly into my brain very quickly. I know... Oh, sorry, do you mean ranked right now? 
lower than no Kraft. at the time at the time he was ranked 170. I know that um Hyun Chung beat Djokovic at the Australian mm, Open, but wasn't he was high, ranked higher then. Um, blimey, it must have been someone coming back from injury. It was the same year uh, Murray went out on the same day, I believe, to Misha Zverev. Um, it was Dennis Istomin. Um, and although a much more accomplished player at the time, uh, well, is a much more accomplished player than uh, Aslan Kratsev, uh, was ranked lower. So, you know, someone has done it ranked that low before beating Djokovic. But yeah, sorry, just to, uh, just to come back to your question, I think it's a really, really exciting match. Um, and I think if Karatsev carries on playing with that uh, no-pressure attitude, he's got the fans with him now as well, which I think will actually do him a lot of good because the fans, we saw them when Djokovic was playing Fritz in the first four sets of that match. They weren't on his side. They, I thought they were a bit harsh on him, actually. Um, but they were very much behind Fritz. And I think it's a direct consequence of sort of what's happened in the last year with Djokovic, with the pandemic and everything hasn't really done himself many favours and I would not be surprised to see if tomorrow morning you see 90% of that crowd fully behind the underdog Kratosev as as most people I think will be uh, and, and it'll be interesting to see how Djokovic copes with that and whether Kratosev can, can really use that to carry him. Yeah, you said that maybe a more unpredictable style from Karatsev could uh, cause Djokovic a few problems. I like how you tapped into the mental side of the game and how yeah, he might have been feeling a lot more free, less tense and um, playing some better, particularly on the big points, as I alluded to um, earlier on. Um, I think that leads me on nicely to Novak Djokovic's quarterfinal match, which really was for me a story of missed opportunities. Um, it was a bit of a gut wrencher for Alexander Zverev, it's got to be said. Um at one set all, Djokovic um Zverev won the first set seven six and then lost the second set six two. So Djokovic coming back in, in style to level the match. But Zverev was a break up in each of that third and fourth set. And I think it was three break points he had to go four love up in the fourth set. Um he definitely had some some points to get the double break. But Djokovic without without really looking spectacular, just managed to hold his nerve and and yeah, win the big points and claw his way back. And yeah, he finished it with an ace in, in the fourth set tiebreak and it was an excellent service display from the Serbian player. But when I when I look back on that match, the overriding feeling is just disappointment in Sasha's very he got himself in some great positions. Um but he's played half a set in that third and fourth set and then has fallen away and you question whether that's the mental side of the game obviously Djokovic is the world number one so you have to give a, a little bit of leeway to Zverev given given the opponent but yeah it really was a disappointing final scoreline and yeah result for the German player. Yeah I think Zverev will be kicking himself a bit uh, I think it's sad with where Zverev is because, you know, what is he 23 now? He's still not, he's, he's still got a long, long way to go, but I still, uh, sorry, uh, he, he's still a very young player, but I still feel that uh, he, he's got a long way to go if he wants to be winning these slams. I just think the mental side of his game is really poor. We saw him crumble against uh, Dominic Team in the final of the US Open, a match that, not to take it away from Team, but Zverev should have won that from that position. 
Um, and yeah, yesterday against a, 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 a mediocre for Djokovic, you know, it was a mediocre Djokovic. I know a mediocre Djokovic is still far better than the vast majority of players. But um, I, I do think if you'd had the Zverev who played and beat Djokovic at the ATP Tour Finals a couple of years ago, I remember that match very well and he played fantastically. If you had that Zverev maybe, um, maybe he could have won, but I do feel that the, the pressure just gets to him too easily now. He's a bit too negative on court and yeah, it, it's a shame for him, but um, it was it was a great comeback from Djokovic. You know, can't take that away from him. He, I think you said it on the last pod. You don't know a player who dip, digs deeper than Novak Djokovic and gives it as much uh, fight as he does. And I think you know, with the exception of you know a player that you could maybe draw level with him on that respect, it was was Andy Murray when he was at his prime. Um, but definitely out of the players now, I, I completely agree with that and I think it was a brilliant comeback from Djokovic and, and as for Zverev he's just got to go back to the drawing board now and, and start again and hope that come what Ronald Garros in a couple of months uh, he can you know try and turn one of these results uh, one of these matches into a, a result in his favour Yeah for me I feel like he was a bit more of an aggressive player when he won that ATP Tour Finals I feel like in the big moments in the big matches yeah, he does seem a bit more tense now than he used to be when he had that youthful exuberance about him. He was winning a lot of titles. He was, you know, pick, um, producing good form, making semi-finals and finals at tour level throughout throughout the year. Um, maybe as he's, you know, he's twenty three now. He's not a he's not a kid anymore. He's not a teenager anymore. Maybe he's just become a lot more aware of the situation, what opportunity he has, where he's ranked, and. I don't know, maybe he's overthinking it. Uh, maybe that's just got to him mentally a bit, um, has, has caused this this fragility. Um, and I know that you, as a as a fan and someone who, well, obviously as a co-host, who looks, looks to sort of see what we can expect from these players, I know you probably have him a little bit further back in, in the ranking of players that you next think will probably contend or win a Grand Slam behind the likes of Andre Rublev and Stefanos Tsitsipas in that chasing pack, despite Zverev making a final that those two players haven't. Um, is it purely the mental side, not raw ability, that makes you think that? Um, I think what I would say just quickly, and then we'll talk more about this match tomorrow, but I would maybe say after watching Medvedev Rublev today, I would say that Zverev is probably just ahead of Rublev in terms of uh, Grand Slam uh, hopes of winning a Grand Slam. I think Rublev it looks very, very comfortable on the best of three sets uh, um, format on the tour, but in the Grand Slams just seems to, you know, I think this was only his third Grand Slam quarterfinal, possibly fourth, actually. I think, yeah, fourth, he's made it twice at the US and once at Ronald Garros, but he hasn't really been able to put up fights, I don't think, in any of those quarterfinals. Um, none spring to mind. So, yeah, I, I maybe put Zverev a little bit ahead of Rublev in terms of that, but I definitely think Medvedev is quite a way ahead of Zverev. Um, I think Medvedev's got a brilliant chance of winning this tournament. And um, I think it is the mental size. I think we saw, you know, Medvedev is very emotionless on court. He comes on, he's a bit like an Adele in the sense that he comes on, 
he in fact actually no that's that that's not right um Medvedev can actually get quite explosive on court but what I think I find the difference is is Medvedev seems to translate that frustration uh, and aggression that he can show sometimes into winning points. You know, like we saw a lot from Kyrgios last week. He'll get annoyed at the umpire, then he'll go and serve and break and win about four games in a row. Whereas Zverev, when he gets annoyed, he doesn't really seem to be able to translate that into getting himself better. Um, and Sitsipas today against uh, Nadal... Uh, he, he barely showed an emotion on court the whole time. And this is someone we've seen get quite angry on court in the past. He, he has been someone to wilter a bit. But against Nadal today, until that moment when he won, he just, he, he was, you know, it was two poker faces out on court today. Obviously, Nadal is always very um, sort of poker face as he walks around. But Sitspass was was exactly the same. But unfortunately, from Zverev, you, you don't see that, I don't think. And, um, he, yeah, he does get himself a bit frustrated. So I would say at the moment, it is purely the mental side. I do think he has the ability. Uh, I think he, he definitely has quite a lot of ability and he could definitely challenge with those those member Devon passes. Yeah, we spoke last episode. Um, I said it would need to be an 8 out of 10 performance from Zverev to uh, push it to a deciding set. You said it would have to be a 9.5 out of 10 from Zverev to win. I think at the end of the day, we probably got a seven and, and that led to the four set de- defeat um, with the margins being a lot smaller, um, particularly in, in that last couple of sets. But to move on from that quarterfinal, it was a very entertaining match. I'm going to ask you for your prediction of Novak Djokovic versus Aslan Karatsev, what this episode's all about. Um I'm pretty certain on what I'm going to go for, but I'm going to consider your verdict before announcing that. What are you saying for this one? Yeah, it's a fascinating one to predict. I never thought I'd be predicting Aslan Karatsev in a semi-final, and, and it's still a player I haven't seen play much. Um, this will be his 19th tour-level match. I mean, that's crazy. 19th tour-level match is a semi-final against probably the greatest player of all time at the Australian Open for certain. Um, I think, it, oh, also just very quickly, I want to get this stat out there. Um, he would be the first qualifier, man or woman, to make a Grand Slam final if he wins. And he would be the lowest ranked to make a final since uh, none other than Djokovic's coach, Goran Ivanisevic in 2001 at Wimbledon uh, went in as a wild card that year. I don't know if he'd been out injured or something, but he was ranked uh, a lot lower than where Karatsev is. And he made the final. In fact, he won Wimbledon that year. Um, So, yeah, just a little stat. Uh, That's not the question you asked me. I'm going to say, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say Karatsev to win the first set and Djokovic to win in four. I feel like we'll see perhaps a slow start from Djokovic like we did in the Zverev match. And uh, was it a Ryanich match? I can't remember if that was the first set he lost. I think that's the second set. Uh, yeah, I think it was the second set. Um, but, you know, I think we'll get a, maybe a little bit of a slow start from Djokovic. It will take him a little while to warm up. Um, but he'll thrive from going a set down probably and, and maybe come back to win it quite comfortably, I think. But yeah, Karatsev to win the first set and then a quite comfortable victory from there for Djokovic is what I'm going to say. 
can see Novak getting a bit more easily frustrated in this match than he has in his in his previous few matches, just because it's an unfamiliar opponent outside the top 100. I think he might be thinking, how am I losing points to this guy? How am I losing successive games to this guy? But um, I think me, just I think Djokovic will have a bit more respect than that. I think he. I don't know. I, I, I think if he is thinking that, he's a bit of a fool. I think from the onset, he definitely will. Um, but I think he'll just expect more of him himself um, should he get into some holes, um, which, to be honest, I can't see him getting in. Uh, I can see Karatsev maybe going to break up in the odd set, but I'm going for Djokovic in straights. It's the obvious, obvious shout. Um, yeah, Karatsev, it's, it's been a wonderful story. Um He's definitely a player. I'm not sure whereabouts you'll go in the rankings. Maybe top 50, I'd probably say. Must be top 50, top 40, maybe. Um, top 40 at a push. Uh, so we'll be, be seeing him in, in the main ranking events, in the main draws now for probably the rest of the year. So it's going to be exciting to see how he gets on. But Djokovic in straights for me. And that concludes this episode. Just a brief preview of this semi-final matchup. We'll be back in the morning to preview the remaining semi-final between Stefanos Tsitsipas and Daniil Medvedev on the men's side. And we're also going to have a look at the women's side of the draw. Uh, thanks for joining me, Mark, Michael. No worries at all. Enjoy the match, everybody. Uh, I hope it's not a straight-sets victory for Djokovic and it can be a, a, an entertaining match. Thanks for listening.